Welcome to the Product Quest Podcast. Thank you for joining us on our journey to better understand innovation and product strategy. My name is Jan Vermut, and joining me as always are my co-hosts Scott Burson and Jonathan Edwards. Today, we'll deep dive into the topic of service design with our team guest, Tim MacArthur. Tim is a service designer based in Dublin. His career has seen him work in the enterprise such as IBM, in consultancy and in service innovation for various international organizations. Uh, he co-founded the Service Design Network, or the Dublin, the Ireland chapter, and he is a visiting lecturer at the National College of Art and Design in Dublin. Tim is deeply interested in the intersection of service design and other disciplines in bringing valuable, delightful services to life. So that's certainly a mission I think we can all get behind here on the podcast. So Tim, Tim, thank you so much for being here and, and taking the time. No, look, uh, likewise, thank you very, very much for having me along. Uh, I've enjoyed our discussions up until now, so I'm really looking forward to this. Perfect, great. So hey, let's, let's dive right in. So I, I mentioned this a couple of times, and then we I used the word a couple of times of service design. So can you tell me a little bit how did you how did you get into that? When did it start that that you actually got a passion for for service design? Yeah, it's like it's a really good question. Um, like I, I suppose personally, my own journey was really really circuitous, right? So I I didn't come from a, a kind of a design school background. Uh, my uh, undergrad was in uh, Germanic languages and medieval German and Dutch. So it's. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> not, not, not immediately a great match between that and design, but um, I guess like in my early career, I saw me work in London um, and I was lucky enough to be involved in some just really, really big change programs. Right. So the like, you know, for example, the company that I was involved with was being sold. Uh, a consultancy was brought in to, to kind of like, you know, re-examine ways of working, like, you know, how things were done. Uh, and yeah, luckily enough, uh, they were looking for people from within the company to help them out, uh, to try and understand like you know, the lay of the land and what people were doing. So um, I kind of got pushed to the front whenever they were asking for volunteers. Uh, and uh, being very young at the time, being about 23, yeah. I basically went off and uh, took, a, took a sheet of paper and a pen and started talking to people about um, what they were trying to do. Right? So uh, I was given a license to go and talk to internal colleagues sit yeah. with someone in like you know accounts receivable and kind of say like you know what are you what are you trying to achieve um like you know how do you do it today like you know what's what works well what doesn't work well um and i you know at the end of the conversation um i kind of asked them like you know where do you pass your stuff on to like you know after and like you know, motion to someone in the, another cubicle and i kind of say like you know do you know what they do um and they'd be like no <laughs> so like you know you, you go over again and like, you know, you start the same conversation again. And um, I, I guess for me, it was a real, like I'd done kind of technical drawing and that sort of stuff. So I was into, into kind of modeling and like, you know, creating, creating models as well as the documentation that I was producing. So I guess I just had this kind of like this, this moment where um, I was kind of sketching stuff up, I was writing things out and I kind of gone, ah, God, I know how it works. Um, you know, you, you put stuff in over here, like, you know, I guess like, you know, uh, move through the system and like you know this is how the company like you know operates within itself this so you made a, you created a map of how the how the organization works basically yeah yeah like there's various flows and different models and like you know different kind of annotations and all that sort of stuff um and i kind of realized i was in a really lucky position um that you know there wouldn't have been that many people within the company that kind of like i had that view and i think it kind of sent me off on a path um you know that really kind of influenced like where i went to after 
worked in kind of software consultancy um, after that from London as well. Um, and really it was about kind of, I think like for me, it began to emerge that I was really just trying to kind of understand needs and come up with like, you know, like, you know, come up with ways to articulate those needs um, and then help others, um, like, you know, to, to craft things to meet those needs essentially. So um, yeah. like, you know, I, I kind of understood that like, you know, there's this kind of field of interaction design and my work was kind of like, you know, migrating more towards like, you know, kind of like, you know, how things are kind of manifested in digital products. And I was kind of going, okay, well, you know, from working with something, someone on a custom solution, like, you know, what are you trying to achieve? Like, you know, who's going to be using it? What, what sort of context are they in? Um, and yeah, like, you know, moved back to Ireland um, and I kind of worked again, kind of with those two areas, kind of more process centric stuff, but like, you know, trying to understand humans within it um, and uh, digital product stuff. And ended up working for some financial services places and they were doing some like, you know, like, you know, great stuff, like, you know, bringing new financial products to market in different countries and trying to understand like, you know, the culture, you know, what people needed in that context. And slowly all these things started to kind of coalesce and, and kind of like, you know, come together, like, you know, this, the, the UX design stuff that I've been doing, the research that I've been doing, the kind of understanding like, you know, humans in process. Um, and yeah. uh, I heard sometime along the line, I heard service design for the first time. And uh, like you know, did a bit of reading, and I kind of went, oh, okay." <laughs> so that's what like, you know, that, that's that's what I'm doing. So, uh, so yeah, like you know, as I said in the intro, like you know, a bit of a mixture of like you know, context in terms of work. So like you know, working in big enterprise stuff, uh, working in consultancy, um, and working in kind of like you know, product houses as well. So um, yeah, like you know, service service design for me uh, has really kind of been the kind of the culmination of a bunch of those things. Um, and kind of gave it a bit of kind of you know, clarity and, and, and shape. So sounds a bit like like there's it's, it's like a mix of chance and talent or something like that, where it kind of led you down this path, and then and then and then at one point you found the labels or something like that. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been lucky, like you know, like there's been there's been some definite points along the line where like you know my career could have gone you know in a vastly different direction. But um, yeah, like I'm kind of like you know, I'm I'm happy with uh, with being a service to the manager. So that's, that's the, <laughs> That's the good thing. Okay, cool. Can you? I mean, uh, Amanda, the, 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 it, it's it's a, it's a word or, or service design is more and more known, of course, and, and, and all of that. But can you still? I mean, how? What? What? What is it? What? What makes service design different, maybe, from other kinds of designs, or or what is? Yeah, yeah what is special about about it in a sense? Special, I don't know, but but no, like it's a really really good question. So like you know, and and. There is more kind of clamor being generated around the like you know the term service design, and there's more of an understanding of you know where it might be needed. But like you know, very simply, like you know, service design is designing services, and like you know, if you stop to think about it, and like you know, think about your everyday life and just the amount of, of services that you engage with, uh, you know, whether it be like you know, whether it be your television, whether it be your like you know your banking service, whether it be you know traveling someplace you know they're all around you but like you know they're kind of like you know sometimes quite invisible right uh, and i guess you know it's it's design practice with that intentionality um like you know in the context of, of service right so uh product is i think more more easy for people to grasp like you know because it's something that they can kind yeah. of like you know it's something that's there right so um and like you know the scope can be quite bounded um, like, you know, even if you're using software that's got kind of like, you know, service touch points, it's all, it's all quite kind of neat and, and easy to understand. Uh, whereas I think sometimes 
the invisible aspect of, of service, the kind of like, you know, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like, you know, the, the delays, uh, like all of this sort of stuff makes you just kind of like, you know, not think about it in the same way. It's, it's too complex or too diffuse. So uh, it's really like, you know, it's really about kind of having that same rigor and that same intentionality that you bring from design practice, but just kind of like, you know, kind of employing it in the, in the context of service. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sounds, I mean, you're defining it in a sense of by, by, the, the specialty of its object of the thing that you're designing in a kind of kind of wave that if, if, that, if that's fair to say yeah exactly and i think it's the like it, it is that medium right so um like you know if you're if you're working on digital products like you know there's like you know certain things that you're dealing with there's certain constraints there's certain like you know patterns there's like you know um, and it's you know it's 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 the same with this right it's a different medium that you're trying to design through uh, and it's got its own characteristics it's you know Typically, like in you know, multiple multiple actors, uh, typically things that you can and can't see. So there's there's more complexity, but more more opportunity as well. Uh, like you know, if you if you're kind of willing to kind of take that step and engage with all the people that you need to engage with, um, like you know, you can, yeah, you can really see like you know quite a quite a vast end to end like you know case for improvement. Yeah. We had a previous guest on, I believe, episode eighteen or nineteen. Murat Gurkar, who is an entrepreneur, and we asked him at some point what the difference between product and service was, and he said basically there's no difference. It's it's exactly the same thing. And I, and I wanted if you could speak to that. What, what's your opinion on this? Why do we need something specific for service design? Yeah, like I, I think that's a like it's it's a it's a valid question, um, and like you know, it's it's one that kind of spins off kind of quasi-religious debates sometimes between like you know the nature of stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know how, how value is like you know how value is realized like you know how it's like you know either you know created or co-created like you know whether it's done at a specific point in time or whether it's done over 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 lengths of time so if you read like you know some of the kind of canonical canonical material like you know service dominant logic there's you know there's axioms and principles that like you know set out like you know how like you know how a service approach to the world is like you know intrinsically different right? um and like you know how like you know how the two like your know, product and service just have different qualities um i guess like you know to, to answer your question like if you strip things back sure i think like you know like your know, design practice is, is design practice and like you know at a, at a very abstract level you can say like you know, what you're trying to do is like you know is understand needs and reframe that need in some way like you know come up with some way to meet that need that you can kind of like you know perhaps test uh, and then like you know bring that need into 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 play over over time um i think the the difference then becomes like you know not quite so much the methods around it and the methodology around it i think it's it's the scope it's the depth um and it's the it's really that right so if you're if you're looking at a you know a service design initiative typically it's it's like you know very very wide and like you know it encompasses like you know the kind of like you know the needs of like you know a number of different actors um like you know some of those are like you know within your control some of those are like you know are actors that you have to work with it considers like you know kind of like you know digital touch points physical touch points staff like you know uh, background staff like you need to be there to like you know be in place to make the service work so um you know, at a, at a start to answer your question, like, you know, at a start, probably there is no difference from the design approach to it. But I think the actual medium and going back to some of the points that we touched on earlier is is, is different. And it, like, you know, it demands just a, like, you know, a different different set of approaches and a willingness to kind of like, you know, and, you know, I suppose like 
your own want as a designer to engage with this type of, of medium, right? So uh, to like, you know, to kind of want to work with that sort of level of breadth and that sort of level of depth. Uh, I think you know, as designers, we all kind of get our energy from like, you know, working on slightly different things. Like, you know, I work with like, you know, really like amazing interface designers and like, you know, they love sweating the detail about like, you know, the border radius on a, on a control and what that might mean and the overall scheme of things. Um, whereas like, you know, I don't, like, you know, I am interested, but not to the same level. Um, and I think, you know, that's part of it as well. Like, you know, as designers, we're, we're, we kind of are drawn to different things and we do our best work with, with different things. Um, I hope that, I hope that answers your question. I know it was a bit, uh, a bit of a long answer, but, uh, there is, there is difference. And I think the difference is in the approach. Yeah. I mean, we, since we're, it's the product quest podcast, we have to ask, we have to bring this discussion up. So we, at one point, maybe not even that consciously decided to call it the product quest podcast. So of course you have to kind of <laughs> have that debate, but I feel like it's, it's so maybe just to rephrase what you're saying is that also, I mean, there seems to be like you're saying there in the terms of scope, but also in terms of the kinds of challenges that you design challenges that you encounter in service design, that, that, that they are a bit different than, than when it comes to product design. Yeah. Um, but having said that, like, you know, you, you can use the same, like, you want know, the same methods. And I think, like, your know, jobs to be done is a, like, you know, a good example. Um, like, you know, you had Lance Bettencourt on, like, you know, he wrote a, he wrote a great book about, like, your know, service yeah. innovation. Like, you know, he, like, you know, he put the word in there and he said, like, you know, here's, here are some different ways in which you would approach, like, you know, yeah. different, like, typologies of service that he, he laid out, like, you know, and he took the universal job map and, like, you know, he kind of contextualized it for, like, you know, different sorts of interactions. So, um, like, you know, it, even through that, you can see that, like, you know, you take one kind of, like, you know, one kind of core set of, like, you know, ideas and principles, but, like, how that unfolds and how you actually go to use that uh, differs with this kind of medium that you're working through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounded, you, you started out when you started out describing even your first first kind of assignment where you were pushed out, pushed to the front, where you kind of, uh, you were the involuntary, the voluntary, involuntary volunteer kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. You start, I mean, you, you, you describe, it sounded very much like, so you, okay. So you spoke of, I, I just talked to the people. I tried to figure out what they want to achieve. I tried to figure out what their needs are and what, what their problems are. I think you even said, and, and I think there is a language in there that already hints to something like, I mean, the approach, as you said, the approach is some is you can use the same approach, be for product, be for service for me, maybe yeah. even for organizational design. So if, if that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is fair to say, and like, you know, in my own, my own experience as well, like, you know, I've seen jobs to be done, you know, like, you know, use in its different implementations in a number of different contexts. So, um, you know, I've seen it used as part of like, you know, sheer like product discovery. So, like, you know, how do we like in that, in that sort of frame, you know, understand like, you know, the opportunity who the customers are, um, like, you know, understand through research, like, you know, their, their, their functional, emotional and social needs. Um, like, you know, how do we go about prioritizing them? How do we go about grouping them? And, but like, you know, the thing that you're bringing to bear to like, you know, to meet that is, is, is a product, but I've also seen like, you know, kind of like that being a, 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 and a kind of a job to be done in an ODI approach, but I've also seen the same sort of core thinking and behind like, you know, jobs to be done, like, you know, person in context, like, you know, different types of needs, um, being kind of really, really useful to be a starting point for using other, like, you know, implementations of jobs to be done, like job stories, right? So approaching a, a kind of a, like, you know, a net new, like, you know, platform being kind of, like, you know, rolled out, like, you know, how do you actually crucially engage that kind of, that 
like you know, inject that idea of context, the, you know, the user's context, like who are the user and what is their context into, into kind of writing these bridging stories between like, you know, trying to find out the unknown through to like, you know, kind of like, you know, tangible user stories that can be like, you know, used to like, you know, develop the, the, the platform. So I think that's really interesting that like, you know, the same kind of core things can be used like, you know, in different implementations for, for, for different purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe, I mean, since we're, we're touching upon jobs to be done and that's, that's of course something we, we all care about <laughs> at least yeah, yeah. for you. So when, when did that come into the picture for you and how, how does that help you in, 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 in service design? Yeah. So there, like, like it helps. So there's a couple of pieces to that. Like, so, so it helps in developing a common language. Um, so you know, invariably with service design, you're working with a, like, you know, a really, really rich panoply of different actors, like, you know, different people who are, who are interested. So what I found is that like, you know, establishing kind of like, you know, jobs language as a lingua franca and like, you know, and kind of like, more, like people can grasp the idea of like, you know, people needing stuff and pulling stuff into their lives in order to kind of meet those needs. Um, and, you know, they can grasp the ideas about kind of like, you know, you, you have things that you are trying to achieve, like, you know, functionally, you've got things that you're trying to achieve emotionally uh, and, and socially, right? So <clears throat> I think, you know, the, the rest of the detail around it in terms of like, you know, methodology and approach and, and all that sort of stuff can can kind of say with the people who are like, you know, practicing it. Um, but I think that that kind of simple core, simple, that, 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 like yeah. core of jobs stuff can be used as a kind of a lingua franca across like you know a number of different kind of interested parties stakeholders people who are actually involved in, in in the design and i think it's really powerful because you know it's something that can be grasped easily uh it can be understood easily and it can be remembered you know so yeah um, so like yeah like i think you know jobs to be done in in, in that context really really useful and then as an understanding tool but then also in kind of designing services, um, like, you know, going back to the point of like, you know, typically you've got, you know, loads of different people that are kind of like, you know, you're trying to create a service for, right? And so different different actors within it. And again, like, I think it like, you know, helps to kind of like, you know, frame that multiple actor um, kind of viewpoint on things that you can say, look, you know, there's a, you know, there's a service provider here, there's an internal team here, there's a customer there, like, you know, they, they show up at different points of these overall journeys, but, in the context of that point in the journey, they have got needs that, that like you know should be met, and then if we understand those needs, we can figure out is that something that we actually want to like you know want to kind of make something to like, is it something that like you know we should uh, pursue to like you know create an offering for? So um, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, right? So uh, like, in what know, sense? Well, just like it, because it, it starts to get like you know really complex, and like you know you're dealing with different people at different speeds. Um, and I think even when you come to that realization of like, you know, there's all these different sets of like, you know, jobs to be done from, from different people over time. Um, yeah. The hard work is then kind of trying to marry all that stuff together and say like, okay, well, there's something that's really important to this set of people over here. And uh, there's something that's not so important over here. Uh, like, you know, how do we actually create the kind of like, you know, the common, like, you know, red thread that'll kind of go through all of this. And yeah. like, you know, it's something that we like, you know, like, you know, feasibly and uh, can actually like, you know, go ahead and do. Yeah, yeah, no, I I know this challenge. Maybe I'll, I'll try to rephrase it, but but maybe it's not exactly the same same that you're describing. But especially when we go into kind of more med tech context, it's not only kind of a med tech thing, but but very often there you 
um, at least we or encountered it in that context where you have very different stakeholders. I mean, at the very least, you have something like doctor, uh, patient, nurse, something like that. Yeah. That's at least, uh, usually kind of the, the core three. And then there's a couple of more, of course, always in, in involved there. And at a certain point, of course, you can use jobs to be done there. As, a, as you said, as a basic logic, understanding how, how these each of these stakeholders kind of, what, what role do they play in the system? But it gets extremely complex. And it's sometimes not even clear how the different jobs relate. I mean, yeah. yes, they are in a certain, but it's very hard to, what I, what I can easily do is say, okay, the doctor has the job X, uh, I don't know, to diagnose a patient, for example. And then there is a buying center within the hospital, right? So I can attach job, but how does, how do they actually interrelate? I don't, I'm not so sure if even jobs beyond the theory has, has a good, good answer to this or has a kind of an explanation of how, how they work. <laughs> like, no, no, like, <clears throat> like, you know, there, there, there isn't right. So, and I think that's like you know the context of the problem that you're trying to solve for like really dictates a lot of that, and ultimately kind of what the business driver is as well. Like you know, what are you actually trying to like? What are you trying to achieve, and how does that bound what we can or we should do? Like you know, um, versus like you know, we've identified some needs, but like you know, there's we don't really have a right to try and address those. Like you know, those yeah. don't like you know, those don't belong like you know in the in the context of the sort of solution that we're offering so like there's no there's no one answer there's no one set of like you know kind of like you know material or like a toolbox or something like that that you can draw down that will give you the answer for this but i think it's trying to maintain that focus of you know what are we trying to achieve as like you know as an endeavor right so and let that be the like you know let that be the kind of guide on this because it is really, really easy to get spun off into kind of, okay, we're doing all this great research and we're trying to, you know, understand like, you know, like all of these kind of sounding like, like amazing opportunities that, you know, could be addressed or there's something really interesting that we found out from talking to this doctor. But, you know, you really have to be yeah. rigorous and, and kind of pulling yourself back and kind of going, oh, that's interesting to know, but like, you know, what we're trying to do right now, it's it's not perhaps relevant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, there's this, I mean, research, fascinated researchers are great, but they also sometimes find opportunities that no one cares about. I mean, that's a hard thing to say, but it's, yeah. that can really happen where you get interested in your stuff and you find, but then as a business, what do you do with it? It's all, okay, that's all interesting, but as a business, what do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, answers are only as good as the questions you, you ask, you know, so you've got to, like, you know, you've really got to be quite intentional about like you know like what are we trying to find out like what what is the problem how do we frame it like you know not only from like you know like a customer's perspective but what are we trying to achieve and what can we do um so it's it's like you know again not not easy right i don't i don't have like you know like you know, a blanket answer that says like you know this is the approach this will work i think you know it's down to it's down to like you know kind of rigorous self-control and like you're know, helping to guide others along as well and to like you know try and keep them on on path to you know yeah yeah okay so uh, um and for me i have a couple of kind of uh, uh, uh like follow-up question also on service design in a sense so yeah. um you mentioned a couple of times tools and other things that we use and 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 and, and, and frameworks and so on and a lot of what I've seen from service design is, and I think even if there's this book, uh, this is service design, it's yeah. in a sense, a collection of a lot of different tools. 
right? So not, I mean, not not just that, but but there's a lot of different, very a lot of framework. I mean, it's a thick book, many different frameworks. But how do you? What's your stance toward all these different? Because there's so many different frameworks, tools floating around there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's like this is one of the age-old discussions within the within the service design community. Like, you know, so you know, the need for tools versus like, you know, kind of crossing over into kind of fetishizing the tools themselves, right? Uh, and saying, okay, well, you know, we're we're doing it for like, you know, for the sake of doing it. Or, you know, if I follow this particular recipe of like, you know, inputs and outputs from like, you know, from these tools, then like, you know, I will get the answer. So um you know, tools and the methods to to use those tools are are important, and they they are, uh, and they help to they help to like you know guide. They help to kind of basically increase the like you know how how you can how easily you can communicate your work, right? So like you know they almost develop kind of like you know de facto standards, like you know personas, persona service blueprints, service blueprint. You can kind of like you know even if you tweak them, you can kind of recognize like you know there's a you know, a service journey over time. There's like, you know, front stage and backstage. So like from that aspect, they're, they're good, but it, there is danger, um, especially especially when you're starting out. <clears throat> and like, you know, you do encounter all these things in the wild. Like, you know, there's like, you know, loads of toolboxes uh, where you can go in and, and start to use these things. Yeah. Like there's danger that you kind of get sucked in and basically like, you know, spend too much of your time, like, you know, using the tool as opposed to trying to understand what you're trying to use the tool for. Um, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and especially with like you know maps and models and, and stuff like that, like you know, there's some there's some kind of real drawbacks, right? So um like, you know, modeling as like you know a group activity is fantastic, right? So it, it kind of promotes the understanding and awareness of the problem space. Everyone gets to kind of chip in and like you know, you create this like you know, this wonderful, this wonderful artifact, but like, like you guys know that like you know as soon as that, that thing is done because of the nature of the of the tool it's it's set at a point in time it's it's static like you know uh, and it represents it like you know a picture uh, and even with the best will in the world like a lot of people just don't go back and revisit those things right uh, and it ends up as being you know an interesting piece of work that like you know represented a, a point in time but doesn't actually you know yeah. maybe doesn't have the utility on an ongoing basis that you'd hope it would do Tim, yeah. are you saying that you basically you did a project of some sort, you understood the market at some point in time, but it's just it's it's sort of getting out of date as soon as you start using it. It's not updated. Is that sort of what you're referring to? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, if you drive a new car off the off the lot, like, you know, it immediately starts to depreciate in value. Right. So yeah. it's it's kind of the same with maps sometimes. Like, you know, once they're once they're done. You know, and once they're like, you know, once they're on furls, like, you know, stuck, stuck mm -hmm. up on the wall, end up in Miro you know, reside in a PDF document someplace, like unless, like, you know, unless, like, you know, there's kind of some intention around it to kind of like say, okay, we will revisit this. It just, you know, starts to kind of depreciate in value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be picked up by the organization. Otherwise, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, there is a danger in this. I also think in this, in this uh, more, I mean, okay. There is one way I think where, 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 service design and more design techniques have become much more widespread i think design thinking played a big role in this and then everybody started to create walls and, and, and murals and stuff which i think is is in a sense is helpful and nice but uh, it has exactly this danger of creating beautiful artifacts in a, in a workshop but then but then <laughs> what, what do you do with it? It, it, it so so how how can you how do you translate or or how do you cope with that challenge of translating findings into into well action i, I guess or products or services well, services more in, in, in the end 
Yeah, well, that's that's really the big question, isn't it? So, like, you know, this is all good, but how do you make it actionable? And like, you know, that that kind of applies to like a lot of this stuff, right? So, like, you know, it applies to research findings, you know, mapping and modeling, like uh, even even to kind of like you know, going back to jobs for a second, like you know, okay, we've understood all these people's needs, like you know, like, now what? How do you actually make that actionable? Um, you know, part of it is is basically like, you know, how do you flip modes then from like, you know, this kind of discovery, like, you know, that might end up in, in kind of like, you know, mapping and modeling or some other kind of like, you know, findings. And how do you switch modes into actually saying, okay, well, like, you know, this is this is the direction that we're choosing. Like, you know, this is the priority of, of like, you know, the pieces that we've like, you know, managed to pick from it using our kind of like, you know, using our, our approach, like, you know, what's important to us, what's important to the customer. And then how do you actually start to kind of like, you know, flip over to like, you know, delivery of that. So, um, you know, like, how do you break things down? How do you make it, how do you make them into lists? How do you actually kind of work with others in order to kind of like, you know, kind of plan out how you're actually going to do this? So, um, again, it's one thing in software products, like, you know, there's lots of like, you know, uh, accepted kind of ways of working in and around that. Uh, but in a service, like, you know, it can be quite difficult, right? So it's, it's, you know, with the digital product, you can, you know, you can start to work up, like, you know, prototypes fairly handily, like, you know, um, and you can get them in front of people quite easily. Um, but what do you do with the service? Um, like, you know, how do you, how do you kind of, like, you know, start prototyping that so you can start getting, like, you know, quick feedback to be able to iterate on. Um, and that's, like, you know, that's something that's kind of close to my heart as well, because, like, you know, you, know, you ask that question, like, you know, you've done all this stuff, like, so what, like, you know, or now yeah. what, you know? Um, and it's something that I've been engaged with before. Um, like, a couple of different approaches that I've always found being, like, really useful is, to, especially when, like, talking about services and the kind of, like, intangible aspects of it, is to start, if you're talking about desired future state, uh, to start doing things like, you know, storyboarding stuff out, like, you know, in, in like, in whatever level of fidelity is, is like, you know, required. Um, but to involve the people, like, you know, that, like, you know, will be kind of, like, you know, co-developing and, and supporting this stuff and actually, like, you know, telling service narratives and saying, like, you know, okay, well, looking at this is what we found, this is what we've, this is what we've prioritized, this is the direction that we're going to take, like, you know, let's, let's walk you through a narrative of what the, that target state might be. And that's really great because like, you know, you can start to, like, you know, you can start to basically talk about like, you know, the qualities of these, like, you know, these service touch points and all the, like, you know, all the invisible stuff that goes on behind. And you can prompt questions from the group as well. You can kind of go like, you know, if you say like, you know, service works A, B and C, like you can prompt the group to kind of go like, you know, why does it go that way? Like, you know, what happens if I do this thing? Like, you know, if I fail here, like, you know, what's, what's the next thing that happens? So um like storyboarding and, and kind of mm. like telling these narratives getting people involved uh, is really effective when, when it comes to prototyping services and then like you, you can start to amp that up um so like you know, one thing that we we, we did in a like, you know, with a previous employer was to like you know kind of smoke test services and with ever increasing kind of levels of fidelity right so as we'd know more about like you know the direction that we're going in you know we, we would be able to like you know tell those narratives, but include people from like, you know, the marketing department or include people from operations and almost cue them up to like, you know, to like, you know, get them to say their part in it. So like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd kind of cast a scenario through it from a customer's perspective and say like, you know, okay, like, you know, I searching my favorite search engine for a term, like, you know, and over to marketing, like on marketing and say, well, like, you know, what we're expecting to go is like, you know, given our, given our approach, we should show up. This is the sort of language that we show up in. 
And then you can say, okay, from a customer's perspective, I click on the thing, like, you know, what happens next? Um, like, you know, you get in contact with somebody so over to contact center, like, you know, and, and you can basically start to kind of choreograph and, and like, you know, orchestrate these things and, and get, you know, not only internal stakeholders, the people who are kind of like, you know, supporting this, but like, you know, like you can also get customers in as well to see this thing kind of like, you know, take shape um, and get their feedback. Like, you know, is this something that would be desirable? Like, you know, can you see any problems with this? So, um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. It was really about kind of like, you know, moving from kind of covered static stuff into something that's more kind of dynamic. No, absolutely. Oh, go on. I've still been chewing on just listening. Still chewing on this distinction between product and service, and what uh -oh. occurred, what, 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 <laughs> what occurs to me. I'm just wondering if I wonder if um, if this if you'd see it the same way. It, it seems the distinction is that a service that people are the solution, or at least a high percentage of the solution. Like people are doing things as opposed to a as opposed to a an object doing things. Is is how would you respond to that that thought? <laughs> That's a really nice way of putting it, uh, like, you know, frankly, right? So, like, you know, again, going back to some of the, like, you know, the literature in and around this, like, service dominant logic, they'll say that, like, you know, essentially, like, you know, products are kind of avatars for, like, you know, services or, like, you know, kind of reflect the kind of accumulated knowledge and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I actually like what you, like, like what you say that um, it is kind of moving beyond, like, you know, an individual touch point, like, you know, a, a digital or a physical thing. Uh, and it is including more of that kind of, like, you know, human element. So, you know, how are people actually, like, you know, prepared to deliver that service? Um, like, you know, do they have, um, like, you know, do they have supporting things like, you know, scripts? If you're, a, like, you know, if you're a call center operator, do you have, like, you know, instruction manuals? Do you have guidelines? Do you, like, you know, is there a... A company policy and like you know the sort of language that we should use and in, in, in like you know in working with customers and doing doing stuff for them so yeah like <clears throat> i like what you say like it is moving beyond like you know that type of touch points and like you know, including more of that kind of human elements the, you know, the kind of messy complex human elements <laughs> so. well i was thinking about when you were talking about prototyping and it occurred to me like you know when you build a physical prototype of something you can run people through the experiment here's yeah. here's here's my new product let's have people various demographics we can run them through it and we have them try to accomplish what it do whatever we want to but then to you were talking about prototyping a service so um so to prototype that we would need to run people through your prototype but then we've got the the variability of the people that yeah, are yeah. your prototype seems like it's going to be more like if we build something physical i mean we can it's everybody we can ensure everybody gets this same thing it's going to look the same i mean to the degree that we can but when prototyping your service it seems like that would be a real challenge in getting this well first of all getting um this consistent experience as they're testing it and then once you say hey that that prototype we want to expand it well now you have these individual people as part yeah. of your prototype <laughs> now scaling that to where lots of people that it seems like that would be a huge, if we're thinking about differences in product and service, that seems like that would be a huge uh, challenge with scaling up. What, what, what are your, I'm just yeah, making observations. Like, what do you, what do you think? No, I, th I think it's a really fair one, right? So if you look at, like, if you look at services and 
like they're stochastic systems, right? They they contain variability, right? The things that are going through them are messy humans. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. You know, a, a lot of the stuff that um, like you know provides the service are messy humans, and it happens right. over time. <clears throat> There's yeah, many right. different ways in which you can kind of like you know enter, continue, exit. So it presents it presents more challenges, right? So like you know, as you say, with like you know, with 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 a thing, right? Uh, you can instrument it, and you can say, okay, like you know. How did like you know how many people interacted with this particular page? Like you know how many people like you know hit that button? So I think again it just takes like a little bit more rigor in advance to kind of say like you know like you know, like, you know generally what are the sort of success conditions for for what we're trying to put out there? Um, and it's like you know and it's not easy right because a lot of those things are are like intrinsically quite qualitative right so like you know it's. Like, you know, yes, you can instrument certain things along the way and, and like you know and gather like you know quantitative data, like you can you can bring it back and analyze it. But um, like you know, because all those messy humans that we talked about, like you know, a lot of that stuff is like you know inherently qualitative. So you've got to spend more time um on kind of like you know sifting through and, and parsing that stuff out. So like you know, is this thing doing the thing that like you know that we should do? And like unfortunately, like a lot of the times they don't, right? So I think we can all, like you know, we can all remember a particularly bad service encounter. Um, like you know, it's usually it's those that we remember. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so well, there, you, yeah, there you go. It's so, true. Uh, it's true. Um, and like you know, if you look at like you know, I think you know, governments, like you know, like you know, we mentioned healthcare. Healthcare obviously presents like you know that that like you know that type of like you know massively complex set yeah. of experiences that you're trying to like you know that you're trying to design for. Um, but like if you look at governments, like I think it's a like you know an amazing opportunity to like you know to to try and apply that same intentionality, like you know over time. Um, it's not easy though. <laughs> to, to... <laughs> yeah, so I have the same. I also remained on that question of products and services, and it, it may sound like uh, one of those philosophical questions that people debate. For, yeah. for for hours but but actually in every time like yeah i mean i i think that it is a gateway to to actually something quite important in my opinion um because okay let me just ask a question uh if we algorithmize um i hope that's a word a service would it still be a service so does it make sense yeah. to talk about services when you for instance you're talking about a, a call center operator and say they have a script. I mean, can we still qualify that as a, as a service? And does it make, my question, I think I would like to go a bit beyond that. And is it a good strategy to algorithmize a service? Does it actually make sense? And is this a good approach? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And I think like using that example, I suppose what, what you can do is you can provide like, you know, guidelines. I don't think you'll ever, you'll ever be able to, like, you know, unless you replace a person with like, you know, a kind of a, you know, a fairly limited like technology alternative, whether it be like you know some sort of chatbot or something, something that you we do like, have software as a service, for instance. I mean, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, ex exactly, exactly. But I guess like if I understand your like you, know, you, you like you know your question, like if you go too far down that road of like you know prescribing like you know what what should happen uh, in a service encounter. Does it then just become kind of like you know something that's almost like you know productized or monetized? Yeah. I mean, would you lose the 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 uniqueness and and benefits you get from what one would call a service? Because I think I think there is kind of a difference between a service and a and a product. And 
we're trying to get at it. And if there's a difference, obviously, both of them might be more or less useful in different circumstances and have their benefits and drawbacks. If I, and, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You just, you just reminded me of something when you're, you're uh, speaking into the, the benefits that, you know, a, people can bring that's hard to be programmed in algor algor with an algorithm. And the, the, what the example that came to mind, I remember I was at Disney World with my kids when they were little and uh, they were three and one. And the three-year-old, it was by by uh, some bad planning. We were there on New Year's Day and it happens to be <laughs> the busiest day of the world, the busiest day of the year at Disney World. I had no idea. So it was just a total disaster. <laughs> The three-year-old is screaming, crying, just crying, crying. <laughs> and, a, and a Disney employee noticed this and came over and gave us like some free passes to like jump in line. And it, it really salvaged the day. It completely salvaged the day by um, it, that. It's hard to imagine that being replaced by an algorithm, by AI, by somebody that recognizes the... <laughs> Uh, you know, a screaming child, and in that case, the service. I and mean, you can imagine. And look, that's I mean, that was a long time ago, and that's a very vivid memory of how that human element. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jonathan, but I was I was you. Just no, I think that goes that exactly. Thinking. It goes exactly in the direction I was trying to 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 get to, which is, I mean, this is exactly what what I was trying, what I had on my mm -hmm. mind too. I I think when you're talking about a service, and you mentioned this, Scott, that the the a great part of it is delivered by humans. Humans are thinking beings. They are they are uh, complex adaptive systems. We might we might say, and and this this obviously has its benefits and drawbacks. I mean, I, going back to what I was saying previously, and and so the question is: Is it worthwhile to eliminate that from um, when you're designing a service? Is it worthwhile to productize the service by um making it more algorithmic you know and in which situations is it beneficial to do that or not uh, i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you a consultant's answer on that which is it, it depends right so like it, it depends on what you're trying to it depends on what you're trying to achieve and if there is like you know if there's reasons for kind of you know replacing a like you know a human staffed uh, contact center with like you know with a chatbot for example like is it a set of tasks that can be accommodated by that like, you know, is it something that we want to pursue because, like, you know, it, it makes, like, you know, financial sense? Um, like, you know, can we make the trade-offs versus, like, you know, people's perception of, of, of quality versus, like, you know, the other benefits that we're trying to, like, you know, I don't think, like, you'd never be able to, as a, as a blanket, kind of just say, like, okay, well, okay, we're, we're just going to, we're just going to automate, like, you know, all of this. Um, I think, you know, you can, you can examine the, the pieces of an overall service scape. Uh, like, and if you're so minded, try and like you know kind of like you know swap bits of of that in and out but that's that's based on a whole bunch of like you know on a whole bunch of perceived trade-offs versus like you know benefits for both you know yourself and your customer versus like you know kind of drawbacks for each as well um like i am interested in this in this area like you know kind of like you know like what constitutes value how is like how is value realized like who's involved in co-creating value um and like a lot of like you know, I was lucky enough to work work in a company before that was making the kind of transition to becoming a like you know a lean enterprise, right? So, like you know, along with that came like you know ways of working. So like you know, Kanban as being the the approach like you know kind of um, across the enterprise to try and like you know understand like you know the like you know the flow of value streams of value, 
like you know make make work visible like you know try and kind of like you know be optimal in terms of like you know how values like you know, how value is perceived and how it's pursued over time and i think for, for me as a service designer that was quite useful because i think it's kind of going to some of the points that you were mentioning earlier on like you know how do you how like, you know what type of countermeasure do you bring in right at a certain point in time within a service is it something that like you know optimizes the hell out of something because you know that will like you know that will give the best benefit or is it something that's more like you know like like as you say like you know you're waiting in a queue your kids crying like you know like you know like you know like you know a bot or something will not be able to say like you know geez like you know move on like you know take take these passes like you know kind of like have a good day like you know so like you know there's always going to be a mixture and like you know that mixture like you know should be made on 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 trade-offs so like you know what are you trying to achieve overall as part of the endeavor and like how will that land with with, with your customers but i i think i mean maybe maybe i'm 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 uh but i think like stuff like like these experiences i think you can you 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 i mean these can be designed they might feel as you as you from a customer perspective they might feel like uh oh they they went out of their way to do blah 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 exactly so Picking, picking, picking up that that their child is crying and then and then really helping you or or whatever. So, but but you you this can be intentionally designed as well. So I mean, I remember this quite well in a, in another project we had. It was in retail, so do it do it yourself store. And then there's always the question um, of how do the people that walk around and refill, restock the the um, well the stuff in, in in the store, how do they they interact with 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 their customers? And, and and for a very long time they did didn't design this interaction and they didn't design this interaction yeah. so what you get is pissed customers and pissed <laughs> employees basically because for, for them the experience was the customer is asking me a question and they disturb me in doing my job of refilling yeah, 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 things yeah. and the customer is is annoyed because the guy doesn't give me a nice answer he doesn't help me blah blah, blah. and then they started intentionally designing how do we respond yeah. to a customer and, and 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 different people responded so i think there is a there is maybe some kind of a middle ground here where you can even so i don't think the niceties are, are something that are are, are are happen by chance you can if yeah. you really want as a company design them no it's a, it's a really interesting point right so um um and people sometimes get their backs up about like, you know, experience design, right? So people are going like, you can't design an experience, you know, you, know, uh, you design the circumstances for, for an experience. So like, you know, you kind of scaffold up an environment where, you know, good things can happen if you, if you plan for it accordingly, like go back to the kind of like, you know, like the stochastic system and containing variability, like, you know, what you can do is, is kind of create kind of guidelines or policy, right? So yeah. Like, you know, the policy for, like, you know, for that person, if they're interrupted by a tap on the shoulder, whether they're, like, you know, trying to stock the shelf, like, you know, like, you know, the, the company might say, look, you know, what we're trying to do is, like, you know, be perceived as, like, you know, a kind of, a, like, a friendly, helpful company, you know, please engage with them in, in this way, um, like, you know, kind of put down what you're, what you're doing, like, you know, walk, yeah. walk down the aisles, like, you know, <clears throat> motion in a friendly way to, like, you know, where they need to go. And that's what we expect of you. Like, so that's our that's our piece of like you know our, our policy that can should be employed in that. But of course, because we're human, like you know, some days you get the tap on the shoulder and you're just not in the mood. So you mightn't uh, <laughs> you, you mightn't perform that service in the way that was expected. You know, so yeah, no, absolutely, I I agree. I mean, that can I think things can always go wrong, right? So yeah. but but is it so? But 
is it for you service design in this sense? Is it is it designing that interaction or is that is that something more else? I mean, there is a, so or I mean, uh, here we because you you mentioned experience design. Maybe that's that's even something different. I, I'm I'm now trying to figure out like where 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 are the boundaries of service design in a certain sense? Yeah, so, look, it's look, yeah, it starts to get pretty messy. Maybe it's yeah. Yeah, like, like you know, if you ask three service designers for a definition of service design, you'll end up with seven definitions. Like you know, because like you know, everyone's everyone's kind of like you know do, doing it in slightly different contexts. They might be doing it more in like if you if you look at people working in like in government, for example, like you know, service design in government, the sort of problems that they're dealing with are like you know vastly different to like you know someone who's kind of thinking about the service in around a like you know a software product, for example. Like, you know, the the problem space like you know and the bounds of it like are, are, are vastly different so sometimes you just don't get the opportunity to go down into the depths of like you know understanding yeah. like you know what a like you know what a piece of policy might be in terms of like you know of that guy working in the shop but like you know I know I've worked with designers on um like you know offerings and where like you know you'd work with you know interaction designers content designers like you know visual and packaging designers to like you know to work with them as well as the extended team to say, look, you know, this is the overall direction that we're going. Like, you know, it's it's yeah. qualities of this are like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, everything should kind of be marshaled and, and work together in that way. So, you know, you can work with like, you know, designers who are more concerned with like, you know, like, you know, like individual touch points and so on. As a service designer, you may not go there yourself, but like, you know, you'd have like, you know, a, a kind of a view of it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, oh, sorry, go on, John. Yeah, no, I mean, it. So one of the it seems to me the the tools you use uh, will again analytical tools, customer journey maps, uh, service blueprinting. These will, uh, in a way, be algorithmic. They will describe a, a process, and I, and I think the service blueprinting will try and describe. Okay, when the the customer does this, this is what happens in the in in the background, and which teams do what, etc. My question is, how do you get to this this kind of heuristic, let's say, or this this understand? You were gave we gave a few examples the the employees in the shop that they this is where does this appear in the service blueprinting somehow that's kind of my question is how how what kind of tools can we use to to describe these i don't know i, I don't have a better word than heuristic of uh, okay when this when this happens this is kind of the way you should act you know um yeah does yeah, this appear like, in service blueprint yeah um like it, it can do like you know typically like you know if you're if you're either like you know designing or like you know, documenting an as is, uh, or like you know designing a like you know, like you know a target uh, a target state, like you know a service blueprint for example. As you as you bring it up, will kind of like you know describe that journey. Uh, you know have a start point and end point steps within it, um, and like you know start to kind of stub out the like you know the front stage uh, interactions and the backstage uh, interactions. So it's up to the it's up to the designer and the scope of the problem that they that they have the, the various actors within it. To be able to kind of like you know call that out and say like you know okay well like you know we've 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 done observations of like you know of how this works we know where the company wants to go in terms of like you know it wants to present a friendly face we think that there's a specific moment in here and uh, like you know so journey might be called like you know uh, confused customer uh like you know request help right so uh, you know one of those journeys might be like you know confused customer on shop floor 
like you know, like you know, request help from busy member of staff or from member of staff. And if you think about like you know, in that context, like you know, then you can kind of craft those kind of like you know, kind of checklists, checklists or you know, heuristics, like you know, best rules of thumb to like you know, to kind of apply in that particular context. Rules of thumb, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I what I because, really like. Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Well, what I really like, you mentioned, you touched on it before, and I think maybe it it kind of it, it went under. It should be more pronounced. You mentioned narratives, narratives and storyboards, and I'm and I'm here getting out of my honestly out of my field of experience. So that's that I don't. These are usually things that are people do with the results I bring, but I'm not an <laughs> expert in this, right? So, but I feel like there is something in 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 creating narratives and creating storyboards that 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 can kind of give this rule of thumb. So I once had a we we had a project it was in financial services as well, a project in financial services. And and because we always struggle with we bring results and then sometimes very little happens and that the noises. And then on the other on the other side we had a client who was really engaged. So and what they did, they took our results that we brought, it was a jobs to be done project and so on. And what they what he then created with his team was storyboards of how the pain points we found the problems the customer problems we found should be resolved mm-hmm. so and it was really i mean a storyboard so it was a story you could see it there were people yeah. involved and, it was, and and i loved this i really liked it i mean it it completely transformed and behind it was 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 i mean statistical data and we did a survey and, and all that kind of stuff but yeah. what he presented in the end to the organization is were five stories i think like five really stories of how and that it that's so easy then to go to another department and say it should look like this it should feel like this so i feel like narratives are, are there's there's a power to narratives i think that 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 maybe gets gets underappreciated sometimes yeah that's that's exactly it like so uh, and i think whenever you bring the various different people that like you know are, are you know should be an actor in that narrative, like, you know, you bring them together, they're either going to kind of perform something or like, you know, like, you know, and you basically explain to them in the course of this narrative, this is where we think we're going with this. It's just, it's a, it's, it's quite a cheap way to uh, like, you know, to prototype something and you can gather that feedback. Um, like going to the example of, you know, confused customer on shop floor. Um, like, you know, if you created a small kind of like, you know, storyboard or a vignette, of what would happen, you say, okay, well, like you know, going off our research, we we think our desired behavior is, you know, a member of staff directs person over to like you know over to a small map. People can immediately go like you know and give feedback and say, no, 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 that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to you know provide a kind of a tailored service. Um, so you can kind of gather that feedback before like you know anything is anything is, you know, designed for essentially. So. So what I'm wondering now is what is really the difference between a, a storyboard and a customer journey map? And I would, it's also out of my field of expect, expertise, but I would I'd venture to say that um, a journey map is a higher generalization and, and um, of, a, of, a, of a journey and a storyboard is a, is a specific. Is that, is, is that good or...? I, like I think they can be bounded by the same thing. I think you know you could you, you could have like you know a start, middle, and end that could be uh, represented both as a as a storyboard, but also as a as a journey map. Like they could contain the same sort of steps and, and that sort of thing. So they could have the the same bounds. But I think what you're what you're trying to do with the journey map is to like tell a more kind of granular, essentially behind the scenes, data rich 
story, right? So you can add kind of like, you know, swim lanes to a typical, like, you know, journey map to kind of like, you know, call out these moments, like, you know, maybe going back to your example from earlier, like, you know, um, kind of the story where it will tell one of the eventualities, like, you know, so this is how we think that we should react in the future, but like, you know, the journey map could contain like, you know, all of the eventualities, like, you know, what, what could happen. Uh, so I think there are different different tools for different purposes. I think journey maps essentially, you know, journey maps, service blueprints, like, you know, contain that extra depth and richness of, of, of information. Um, and they're able to kind of basically represent it in a way that, like, you know, it would just be really unwieldy to try and kind of force into a narrative, right? So if you're telling a story and suddenly you're, you're talking about all the backstage operations and like, you know, data needs to move from here to here and like, you know, all the rest of it, it, it kind of, take you away from the actual like you know the experience of the the customer like you know kind of going through that journey right so um i think there are different tools for different purposes scoped the same way um but uh, but really complementary as well yeah yeah i think it's really about what you, you said this much much nicer than i can repeat it now but it's it's it's, it's not about it i mean different tools it's not about the tool it's about wanting what you want to achieve with with the tool or something like that you say so, yeah yeah exactly so, you know, as long you as you yeah like if you've got a good idea about the outcomes that you're trying to reach and for for whom it's, like, yeah, it's like yeah. everything like you know, it's, you know picking the picking the thing that'll kind of get you there in the most effective way yeah so i want to Maybe I want to jump a little bit, just a tiny little bit, in, in in terms of topics because I'm 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 sure there is people out there that we mentioned all these beautiful things, service blueprint and and service design and all these different tools and kind of things, but there still are companies where where this is not yet an established way of, of working, where this is not maybe yeah. uh, well not even appreciated or not even on the radar. So so is there kind of uh, how can you, if if you if you are somebody who thinks in a service design way or would like to be a service designer in a company that is not yet there, how can you? What can you do? How can you bring organizations to that point to 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 start work, working more in these in these in these ways? Like at like at a really basic level, um, it's again I know the sounds like overly simplistic, but start start doing it right. So like you know, kind of <laughs> like you know, journey mapping. Like you know, an experience like you know, like you know, that kind of tells the story in or like you know, around a, a digital experience. Like you know, having that extra context around it, start kind of seeing like you know what methods help you right uh, and help others right. So like you know, if you tell this richer story or if you you know use a persona or like you know if you if you start to use these methods and other people start to perceive value for it, like you know, it gives a like you know it gives a, a like you know it aids the development of something or like, you know, it gives extra context to somebody else or it brings home the, like, you know, the, the idea of value to somebody else. I think you can start introducing these things. Um, and like, you know, if, if it suits your context, the context that you're working at, you know, there's no, there's no hard and fast rule that says like, you know, you must be a service designer in order to like, you know, do a service blueprint. Like there's absolutely not. Right. So, uh, so, you know, I think, I think you can, you can start doing these things if it's valuable right? and if it's valuable to, to others, if there's utility in, in, in doing the thing. Um, and like the good thing, like if people are, if people are interested, like if any of your listenership or like, you know, are interested in service design and, uh, like, you know, I'd be glad to kind of put together like a, a kind of a reading list of some of the, like, you know, like, you know some of the good books out there um, yeah. and some, like, you know, like you know, websites to hit up as well, just to kind of like, you know, you know, going back oh, to the tools. You're, tools. You're, 
how do you say this in English? I mean, you're, you're, you're pointing to a wound of mine. I think we, so whenever we do a, 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 a podcast like this, we usually end up with a reading list afterwards that we should catch up <laughs> on. And, we, and, and I think it was a couple of months or a couple of episodes ago where we said, okay, now we're going to start putting that reading list on the website and just show like all the people that we talk to, what are the books that they, and of course we haven't done it yet, but yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we need some service innovation. We see. Yeah. Well, I don't want to add to your burden, but uh, but uh, like I'm happy to like I'm happy to put some something together. I keep it light. No, uh, sure, but 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 where would you that point? As a question, yeah. So what, yeah, yeah. Where would you point people to? Where 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 to start? Well, like there's like there's there's a bunch of the books. Like so, some of the books that you talked to earlier, like you know, so like some of the most recognized ones are like you know, this is service design thinking. This is service design doing. There's like you know orchestrating experiences. There's uh, some neat kind of like like teaching books out there as well. So uh, Lara Pennon came out with designing the invisible um, a, a couple of years back, which is the first kind of pedagogy for um, for actually kind of teaching service design in an educational kind of format. So um, like there's like just looking around me here. Um, <laughs> there's a lot What's right? laying around like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i think there's the like you know and so, some of them range from like you know the very kind of like you know you know sheer theory uh which is which is good and like you know and i suppose going back to some of our conversation around like kind of like you know the nature of products versus versus service like for folks who are interested like you know there's there's some really really good books out there that kind of like you know investigate that topic um but then it goes right down to the kind of like you know surely kind of like you know functional stuff as well which is like you know here is a here, here are some methods here like you know, here's how you go about using these tools so um i'll like i said like you know, if it's if it's useful i'll, I'll, I'll uh, throw a, a book list at you and as well as well with some links that would be really nice i mean you you sent me a couple of, of texts already i think that would be really nice and then we attach it to the description of the of the podcast yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, by the time this podcast goes out, check out the description. There will be a list of great books and, and, and reading material. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I think I, I cut you up for it. No, I was just I was just going to say the same thing. This this is our way of holding ourselves accountable. We're exactly. Gonna, yeah. We're going to make the statement. <laughs> it will be on the the website. <laughs> ProductQuestPodcast.com. We'll, we will exactly. get them out there. This is our catalyst for now we kind of have to okay anyway that's that's a good thing okay good so but maybe so okay i think it's uh, what what i really like is where you said just 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 start doing it i mean i think it's the same thing with with other things a couple of times we 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 touched upon the question of jobs to be done just start doing it you don't even have to use the name just yeah i mean forget about the name no probably many people in your organization won't care about the name as much as you do so just (laughs) used tool like it so <laughs> that is true but, but, yeah. and, and forget your 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 fascination with the tool and whatever and then and then just do it and if it works and if it's helpful that seems to be kind of your your, your message that yeah no no absolutely like like you know start small inspect adapt uh and like you know and like you know as well as reading the reading the books and um and kind of like you know reading yourself into the topic yeah. i what i would say as well is um and this is like, you know, this is no self-reflection, but the service design community are just a really, really nice bunch of people, right? So I was going to go there, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, between between meetups, like, you know, whether it be through, like, you know, uh, the service design network or, or other stuff, uh, seek out these, these these meetups, right? So uh, you'll get some really, really interesting topics. They're, they're 
all over the place. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the service design network? What it is, and you you founded the Irish the the, the Ireland chapters. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Co-founded the the Irish chapter and led it for about five years uh, from its inception. Um, so, yeah, look, like what it is is it's it's a chapter of uh, like you know like kind of an international nonprofit organization that's that's there to kind of like you know kind of like you know raise the awareness and, and practice in and around service design. Um, you know. What we what we did as, as as part of that, what we do as part of that is our the meetups that we just talked about there. So like you know, get some interesting people to come along and talk about the stuff that they're doing, so other people can kind of like you know think about it and ask questions and see how they can apply that same stuff to their own context. Um, but we've also um, we've also done things like the with the the service design networks kind of global conference here in 2018 in, in Dublin, which is which is great. Um, because it's it starts to, you know, like a, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the more the more that we like, you know, we kind of engage in this conversation, like you know, the more kind of companies and, and public bodies that come along and say, well, actually that's something that we think would work for us. Like, you know, the, the more it kind of like you know increases the community of practice, like you know, new stuff starts to emerge. There's like, you know, there's energy around it. So um I think for like for me, that was the the main thing, right? So uh it's trying in an effort to try and kind of you know, bring folks together uh, that like, you know, could be practitioners already or interested in, in kind of trying out the sort of things that we're just talking about there, like, you know, trying out new methods and tools, giving them tangent, uh, like tangible uh, examples that they could kind of like, you know, think about um, and just kind of also being able to kind of have conversations with, with like, you know, with government and we kind of, like, you know, we had a, like, you know, input into like, you know, a kind of a, like a government paper on, on future skills, for example, um, and you know, through having that kind of, oh, you know, yeah. it starts to kind of give you, um, I suppose, the license to, like, you know, to be able to kind of, like, you know, speak as, like, you know, a representative body, that sort of stuff. So, you know, plenty of, like, you know, plenty of, like, you know, good points to it. Uh, but the community is kind of the core aspect. Yeah, and and just to drive the point in, what would be, what what would be the 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 would be the tools you would recommend people. Uh, look at first so that so they can actually start practicing and as we mentioned before every time i've looked into service design it's, i found it to be an extremely broad topic so what would be the concrete things that you you think would be most worthwhile for people to to start using yeah no good really really good question right so and i think like an answer to that especially because uh typically what you're trying to do uh, with service design is is kind of take that dive into the, the invisible and intangible aspects of, of, of a service and how like how do you go about doing that most effectively like you know if you, you, you try and map and model these things right so I, I guess that's where I'd recommend kind of like you know getting scripts with with like you know service design first right so whether it be whether it be journey mapping I know a lot of like you know, a lot of people journey map right so it's not just something that's like you know that's within the, the bounds of service design but I think if you're if you're thinking about it in a kind of an end-to-end service aspect, like, you know, you can take that kind of capability and start to, like, you know, break it out and extend it. Um, like, you know, different types of maps and models, like uh, service blueprinting. And, like, for me, like, you know, that's that, that's a kind of a continuing learning journey as well, right? So, like, you know, like, I like mapping and modeling. Like, when I was learning about Lean, like, you know, I, I kind of get into value stream mapping and it's kind of a different kind of take on, like, you know, experience and a different sort of level of granularity of detail. Um, but, like, it, what I found in... So, like you know, for someone that's 
starting out mapping and modeling uh, to look, you know, just research and, and, and try out stuff that, that works for them. But I guess for me, it's like, you know, it's a never ending journey either, <laughs> like as well, because like, you know, I've like, yeah, in the last couple of years started to try and kind of engage more with, with you know, with systems thinking um, and, you know, once you start to recognize like, you know, the kind of limits of like, you know, of kind of journey mapping, blueprinting, that sort of stuff, like, you know, they're not dynamic, they're, like, you know, they represent a, a point in time. Um, they are like, you know, constrained to like, you know, a certain level, like, you know, how do you, how do you then start to kind of like, you know, move beyond that uh, to solve like, you know, a different nature of problem. So, you know, I like, you know, in, in my kind of designer conceit, I guess I was kind of going, yeah, like, you know, ecosystem modeling, it's easy, you know, it's fine. You take a bunch of circles, you, you know, draw some relationships <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's good. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, I started to, you know, like, you know, realize that that wasn't cutting it, frankly, you know, uh, like, you know, I, I, I got very into, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, systems approaches, right? So whether it be, Kind of understanding a system and like you know mapping out causality and relationships and polarity and like you know trying to really think about variables and like you know bounded systems um and then into like you know into kind of stocks and flows and trying to understand like again like you know if you if you start off with this really, really big picture uh and like, you, know, you bound your system you understand the kind of like you know the stocks and the flows and the variables at play and the relationships and, and kind of how it can all interplay i think that really forms a nice frame for some of the kind of lower level kind of mapping endeavors right so if you say okay well there's a we believe that there's a specific point within this ecosystem that like if we came up with an intervention or some sort of countermeasure that we could really kind of influence the rest of this and like you know you can you can actually kind of like you know kind of scenario plan for that sort of stuff using your ecosystem models then the neat thing is you can actually start to think about like your service blueprint or your journey or, or whatever like you know and start to kind of design that set of interactions that can kind of speak to that like you know that, that kind of crucial point within the within the the like you know the, the, the overall ecosystem basically so i think they all kind of complement each other like you know, really well and once you're on that kind of like you know that that kind of pathway down mapping and modeling it doesn't really end you know so uh, so it's so I, I think it's fantastic you you actually talked about system thinking because that's exactly what my next question was going to be because i have noticed a lot of service designers uh, are into systems thinking and you you mentioned the, the stocks and flow so Donella Meadows work and and her books and I mean many others and uh, so systems dynamics I would guess uh, for um, and I, I was actually curious why do you think maybe the answer is obvious but why are so many service designers into systems thinking and product designers I've found are less so well Tough question. I'm probably going to be hauled over the coals no matter what I say in answer to that one. So, but, uh, but, but um, I, I like I, I don't, I don't know. Right. So, if you look at service designers, they come from like you know, like they've all got like a vastly different kind of sets of of interests. But like the commonality seems to be like you know the way in which you kind of like you know, approach modeling or understanding these things. Right. That's that's something that we can agree on. Right. So, so you could be working in. You know something to do with ecology or, or climate change um and you know naturally then you start to kind of like you know move beyond like you know kind of like you know an individual kind of touch point experience to something that could be like a more of a service and then like into something where you're trying to understand like you know a kind of a, a more complex ecosystem again um if you're involved in government it, like you know again right so like you know you can start to kind of you know 
like design the kind of like you know the micro and the meso kind of style interactions but at some point in time like you know you will start thinking about the kind of broader ecosystem of like what all this stuff is happening and um and i think like you know for, from my own experience and like you know in, in stuff like healthcare for example um like you know that's where it's been really, really useful so like you know again you're you're kind of starting off with like you know maybe a digital application for for a patient to help them do something uh, and this like you know takes place within a broader service scape uh, where stuff happens, right? Like, you know, and, and there's like, you know, touch points of humans and all this sort of stuff. But that in turn, like, you know, happens within this much wider ecosystem of like, you know, like, like stocks of patients moving from one kind of state to another, like, you know, kind of like, you know, not ill to ill to getting better. And uh, like, you know, you, you can start to kind of chart out the, the, like, you know, the flows between them and like how the things that you're doing actually start to kind of influence that, right? So like, you know, can we, like, you know, can we try something? And if we try something, if we introduce a new digital touch point or a new service, like, can we see then later, like, you know, at that, at that higher level, like, you know, that is some variable within the system that increases awareness of a particular disease, for example. So if we create more awareness, does that like affect the overall, like, you know, flow and therefore like, you know, the stocks of, like, you know, patients moving from state A to state B. So I think, I know that's very long winded and wordy, <laughs> like, you know, wordy uh, answer, but I think, like service designers working in different areas will start to naturally kind of like, you know, kind of go, okay, like I really like the things I'm doing, like I understand it, I get it, but it's happening in like, you know, in a broader thing, like what is that thing and how do I go about understanding it? So, um, whereas like, you know, sometimes with, that's going back to what I was saying earlier on about where you get your energy from, like, you know, I, like I know people who are fantastic user interface designers, this, like, they are excellent. Like, you know, couldn't give a damn about like you know, an ecosystem or like, you know, and if I started talking to them about that sort of stuff, they'd kind of like, you know, move away. <laughs> so, so uh, I think, I think like it's just a natural progression of people's interests, really. Yeah. But I think it's, it, I mean, this is for me something complete. I knew that this would make Jonathan smile. So that, because I knew that you were into system thinking and, 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 and that, that, that's kind of where, where he's coming from. But so that's, for me, it's rather new. So, but the, the, the image that I got this, is that correct? You're trying, I mean, really to tackle the, 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 the problems at, at, at the system level, or is it, are you just kind of being aware of the influences kind of, yes, I'm in a bigger context of, a certain system like healthcare, or is it? Is it really this? So, so I'm still struggling to understand. Or are you trying to redesign the system? But then you kind of. So yeah, maybe that is that enough as a question. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, 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 no. That's 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 totally a fair question. Sorry, I didn't connection drop for a second. Um, I think totally valid point, right? Um, and not everything. You know, you can't design everything, right? Um, like, you know, like, you know, in the context of who we are and like, you know, what we're doing in, in our particular, like, you know, company or like, you know, the endeavor that we're yeah. in. So, yeah. you, you, know, you literally can't, like, you know, like, you know, design what someone else is, is, is doing mostly, right? Um, so what you can do is look for points of, of leverage within that, right? So like, you know, if you understand that broader system and like, you know, and like, you know, going back to that example of, you know, someone becoming aware of some symptoms that they're having, right? So if you can affect that awareness, right? Um, you're not going to affect all the other stuff. Like, you know, you're not going to make them kind of, you know, give up the bad habit that's causing the thing. Like, you know, and that's maybe not within your wheelhouse. But like, you know, what you can do is kind of like, you know, increase awareness of like, you know, of something about themselves, right? And if you do kind of pump up that variable, um, 
that presents the the opportunity for like a targeted solution to say like okay well let's do something there right um, and it'll be that one point within the overall ecosystem uh, that you can kind of like a hand on heart tackle and you can really do something about just can't do something about everything um because well you can't <laughs> so. yeah 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 but I really like this because I think it's a different set of goals I mean one on the one hand is is kind of influencing the system is maybe not even that directly beneficial to the company. Yeah. But maybe kind of in a, in, a, in a couple of indirect ways. So I really liked it. It's taking it very different. I mean, okay, so why am I thinking it? Because for me, jobs to be done is one way of, of getting people, of, uh, making one step out of the company, right? And, and looking at your company from the outside, not just from within, but really from the perspective of the people that are using your product and your service. And it seems like the systems thing is, is, is like... 10 steps more <laughs> and almost taking a, a society perspective or something like that. Or, or am I over overloading? No, like, 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 I think like half the battle is, is like, you know, determining the bounds of your system because you can keep on spinning off forever and kind of like, you know, okay, well, this thing's yeah, going exactly. to that thing. And so you, you've got to be kind of really intentional about saying like, you know, this is, this is our scope of focus, right? And this is like, you know, this yeah. is the things that are important to us. Um, and it's funny you should mention jobs to be done, right? So how about this, right? So uh, if people like you know have needs, right, and if needs are driven by context, right? So uh, the context circumstances that they find themselves in, and they've got you know functional, emotional, and social needs, and like you know depending on their context, they kind of like you know reprioritize themselves, right? Or like you know change, or, like you know are kind of different. Yeah. I wonder, like you know, if we could like you know map an ecosystem. <laughs> Right. And if we could see the variables at play and if we could like understand people in the situation uh, as in the map right, and saying, OK, well, if we've got this variable, this level of awareness here, like, you know, uh, like, you know, means that this uh, this population over here has a certain set of needs. Right. So uh, but what if we change that variable with some sort of countermeasure, be it a product or service or whatever? And we change that variable and that had a relationship effect to this population like you know could we then say okay well that changes their jobs to be done right so they're less worried about like you know their their their, their symptoms for example this is a stupid example but like if we yeah. increase awareness they're more aware of their symptoms does that change their jobs to be done and is there something in there that's like you know important for us and can we address their new state with a different value proposition right and you know, provide that continuity so i know that's like a way out there but i'm just kind of wondering is there like, you know, I'd like to be able to like, you know, understand or think a little bit more about like, you know, how these different ways can be kind of like, you know, brought together. Like, you know, so you brought up jobs to be done. I wonder, is there some way that like, you know, is like, you know, of utility basically that would like, you yeah. know, that would be able to bring the two things together. Yeah. Well, I, I think maybe something that's relevant here is the work and we were discussing this before we started recording of uh, Kenevin and, and Dave Snowden, who, oh, yeah. who, um, you know, distinguishes four different uh, problem situations or situations. So you have the simple, complicated, complex, and chaotic uh, regions. And so you would tackle each of these uh, situations with a different approach. And intuitively, I don't know if this is correct, but I would I would imagine jobs to be done works really well in let's say simple and complicated situations but much less so in in complex situations and when you're talking about services as you're dealing with humans uh, who are complex you you naturally often 
get to to that area of the of the problem space and mm-hmm. therefore you need to maybe use different approaches such as uh, mapping out systems and, and and things such as this so a, a, a system i mean the many i mean essentially it's a, a set of of uh, of entities with relationships and and i think as soon as you and the problem is of course if you start acting on one one aspect of the system it'll affect another another aspect of the system and and i think so if you would imagine jobs to be done where you're doing you're solving one job but this this actually affects some other uh, job maybe you're trying to get done and then you start getting all these interrelationships between jobs where solving this job actually makes you not solve this job for instance yeah. then maybe in those cases it might be useful to to t- take a kind of a systems approach yeah where you're trying to like you know solve the right job right so and like you know avoid unintended circumstances right so like you know solving this thing like solving for this job over here actually means like you know that over here you're like yeah. you know, you're creating a like you know, a new set of issues so yeah and and i mean for there's also this this notion of um um you know i mean dissolving problems somehow in in in, in systems thinking where you you for instance in healthcare you may have a lot of people who who come in with diabetes so you can make a journey map and you can think about the jobs to be done of someone with diabetes and and, yeah. and how you're going to you know handle that but m- maybe if you look at it more broadly you could say okay maybe how can we stop people from getting diabetes in the first place and and so in that case you have to start doing all of this and another i think interesting thing that for example so system dynamics is in in the systems thinking arena brings to the to the table is this which what you mentioned um was previously is this notion of uh, the time dependence so this notion mm. of delays and and yeah. how how things can affect also the system in in that way and 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 there we go into the more of the design side of things in the solution side i guess but yeah like yeah, I, 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 interesting i think yeah you're, you're bang on like that that notion of delay is largely missing from like you know other kind of ways of modeling stuff like you know so like you know do something some time passes like you know like what happens like you know what sort of time is passing like you know what is like you know the, the effect of that um but it's interesting you should kind of mention the kind of like you know dissolving issue or dissolving problems as well uh, i think like i haven't spent some time in lean land as well like there's like you know some some interesting interesting tools that can be brought into like you know kind of the way in which we kind of design stuff in any way like you know so you know things like failure mode and effect analysis that try and kind of like you know like it forces you to think about stuff in advance of like you know what can go wrong um like you know and what what way do you approach that right so um different thing right so like you know kind of lean is very linear like you know it's about like you know it's about tracing value streams like you know systems thinking like you know much more much more dynamic but that idea of dissolving and and kind of like almost de-risking and and preparing for stuff like you know it's it's not only in kind of intangible things that you could plan for using kind of failure mode and effect analysis but also in like it's one of the kind of core things within their like you know physical products as well so you know this this idea if if you've ever looked at one of those old sim cards that used to go into into that you'd see going into mobile phones like you know they'll have that like you know kind of corner taken off it so you'd know exactly like you know where to put it in this idea of like you know poke yoga you'd make something foolproof 
I think too, like it's interesting that you've got all these kind of different approaches to kind of like you know dissolving a problem in, in, in advance, right? So you you kind of remove the circumstances whereby an issue can happen. Yeah. So we're somewhere in the middle, deep, deep, well, or, or somewhere <laughs> deep in the middle of service design, systems design, and all of that. I, I I love this. So I love it. This is something really new for me. I I, I and 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 it's it sounds extremely interesting. I want to go tad back to service design and maybe just ask you kind of where do you think is service design as as a how would you call this as as as, as a thing as something in companies but also as a kind of a discipline on its own where do you think is it going what are some of the of the big trends and or, or your focus points at the moment um i like i'd like to see it become just as normal like you know as, as context deems appropriate as like you know other types of other types of design i think it i think it augments uh, and I think it complements, like you know, like you know, other ways of of doing things. Like if, like myself, I've worked along, like you know, teams of like you know, UX designers, interaction designers, uh, like, you know, UI designers, researchers, content people. And I think, you know, normalizing that and saying, well, okay, we all have, like you know, we all have something to bring to this overall picture. I think, like you know, would be, would be, like you know, I think we'd all end up those bad service encounters that we can all think of off the top of our head. Like you know, at least be good for one or two of those, right? So. Um, so, like, I'd like to, and I see it in, in Ireland at the moment that there's more jobs being posted for service designers. Right? So, not kind of something, something service design, something, something like you're know, hidden in the middle of a kind of a, you know, a UX designer spec. Like, you know, people are actually kind of recognizing it, and there's a there's a pull for it. So, I think that's, like, yeah, I think that's really positive, and I think, like, yeah, you know, a more intentional approach to how we like, you know, go about pulling services into our lives, I think would benefit all of us. I am biased <laughs> naturally, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I guess, you know, what else is, what else is happening? Like, and trends in, in, in service design in general. Um, I think, you know, what they wanted to say, like, you know, try it or anything like that. Like, you know, we're being presented with some really big challenges in terms of, like, you know, of what do we do about, like, you know, impending changes to climate? Like, you know, how can we, like, you know, how can we kind of put stuff out there that helps people to, like, you know, start dealing with and invariably the problems that they're going to start dealing with? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, can service design, like, you know, help, uh, like, you know, in that regard? And I think, like, there's a lot of good work being done by different agencies and stuff like that at the moment to talk about, Kind of like you know the new realities that we're entering into um and like you know and there's some big problems like like that like you know uh population like you know moving that type of thing right so how do we actually kind of like you know prepare how do we kind of like you know, have you know wraparound services for 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 people who are kind of like you know entering precarious states you know so um yeah like so there's like you know kind of normalizing service design as a as a practice like you know bringing it into just the way the way that we do things uh, but there's also like you know kind of again splicing it with other approaches to like you know taking on some of the some of the bigger issues as well and like you know helping to kind of you know collaborate and co-create ways in which to kind of like you know address people's needs yeah so maybe I hope this 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 uh, makes you happy. So for, just for the second time, we hired somebody with a service design background. They study service design, and they now are working at our agency. So probably that says something to of my attitude towards service design and the importance. I think you, you, made, <laughs> so. you made a great choice. You made a great choice. <laughs> yeah. So. 
so because there is, in Switzerland there is a there is a, a, a somewhere up in the mountains yeah of Switzerland there is a university that actually has there is a, a curriculum service design and innovation yeah. and it's called and then and then yeah so I think it's getting more and more established so yeah look it's a, it's a good point like you know so like in, in the intro you mentioned the National College of Art and Design here in Ireland and like you know, we're we're lucky enough now to like you know be a few years into like you know their postgrad course uh yeah. which is like you know targeted at, at, at service design uh, and it's like you know kind of like you know it's turning out like you know newly minted really really skilled really, really smart people uh, every year so i think again like you know we're seeing it on the on the like you know on the on the pull side like you know the demand is there and the, and the supply is ramping up as well it's like massively positive very good all right i have one last question if nobody else has uh, if you want to tell me Oh, so you mentioned a couple of times these these banners and so on. Of course, you as a service designer, what which service is the one that you would really love to redesign? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, that is that like yeah, like you know, and it changes like you know because like you know you, you kind of you say you can't remember pain, but but like you know, like, <laughs> but you really do right. So and you know and like once you've got that kind of. Once you've got that set of lenses on, you're looking around you. Like you know, I know I've like I had to go to A and E at one stage, right? Um, and like you know, the things that were really kind of freaking me out um, in terms of like you know, kind of the availability of information about my like you know my condition, um, like you know, like you know, what was going to happen next, like you know, and it was, you know, like you you're you're very much the kind of like you know the thing within the the machine, right? You know, you weren't actually being treated as like you know someone who was yeah. like you know, like you know really really worried about what the hell was going on and why they were feeling so weird um so like you know that that's one example and uh, i know like you know there's lots of there's lots of service design like you know being done in, in terms of, of of healthcare and like you know emergency healthcare so you know that's just my experience but like yeah it's it's, it's kind of everything from like you know travel <laughs> you know so like, you know, make, that's true. You, know, you know make making your way through like you know like you know, an airport like you know, airports kind of, oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, I have to say like the, the all time the all time favorite was my uh, internet service provider. Uh, like I won't bore you with the stories, but like you know, it's just, just like you know, no. <laughs> so I think I think there's uh, some lessons in empathy there for for uh, some of the service <laughs> providers too. They, they just don't understand the, like you know the level of anguish and anxiety that they put people through sometimes. So. <laughs> A question about that. So being in this space, do you find that you're more understanding a bad service or that you actually you're less I, understanding that's a super good question and i have to say that i like i have to i have to just basically like hide my natural reaction sometimes like you know because like you know if you're like you know waiting for so long to like you know speak to a person they eventually get through and they say well like you know like you know no can't help you i'm gonna like, you know, pass you on of course like you know, we're all human i'm gonna go Argh. but <laughs> You know, like uh, I, I am like you know the inquisitive nature within me. I was going, well, there's probably a good reason for this, like, <laughs> so, or there's probably a reason, not not maybe a good reason, but there's probably a reason for this. And perhaps this person is only like you know kind of able to like you know do these things. So like, it does kind of temper your uh, like you know temper your mood a little bit. But but yeah, super super, super good question. You know, you're nicer than I am. I'm I'm definitely less tolerant of bad products and stuff. <laughs> like, how can you not fix this? How can you not fix it? 
All right. So, Tim, do you have any kind of last last things? Well, not last things you want to say. That's that sounds awful. But like, <laughs> what, any, any last words? Any, any last words? words like, <laughs> I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my family I love them. <laughs> like, if people want to want to know more either about you or want to, do you want to point them some somewhere where they should go in terms of service design, in terms of of, of getting in touch with you, so so something like that. I'm not... yeah, yeah. Look, if if, if folks want to reach on out, um, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, and hit me up, and I'm only too glad to talk about any of this stuff and, and more. Um, if they want to find out more about, about service design in, in general like you know um apart from the, the handy book list and the list of links um like they're certainly going to put in the description they're imminently <laughs> on, available on this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like I, I like i would say check out like you know kind of like you know design meetups service design meetups like you know in your area so there's like you know there's going to be mm-hmm. something if you're living in a kind of a if you're living in a in a kind of an urban area, there's like you know, there's bound to be something nearby. Yeah. Check out check out some conferences, see if you can kind of like you know figure out is this is this something that like you know would like you know, interest you, right? So um and yeah, like you know, apart from that, like you know, the the service design network is there, of course, like you know, and people can kind of check check it on out, but you know, do a bit of reading, uh, you know, reach out to the people that you've read their stuff, right? The, I said, like you know, the service design community. You know, and in my experience over the last number of years, it's just been like really, really welcoming, really, really accommodating, and people are only too happy to kind of you know talk about stuff that interests them. So, um, yeah, that's that's the that's that's what I would say. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, thank you so much, to, uh, Tim, for doing this. And that concludes today's Product Quest podcast with Tim MacArthur. Tim, again, thank you so much for joining us. No, and um, pleasure. Yeah. So please send any comments or ideas for, for guests uh, or, or, or topic ideas to productquestpodcast at gmail.com and see you next time. A squirrel. Yeah, right? I, I, was it a squirrel? I've, I've thought of this. I thought it was, yeah. So, <laughs> it's a very sophisticated uh, AI background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>